Welcome to Live Well with Southwell. Southwell is dedicated to helping you be equipped with the best tools and knowledge to make sure you and your family live a healthy life. Live Well with Southwell features interviews with experts across many areas of healthcare and wellness. We hope you enjoy listening and most importantly, living well. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Liza Tillman, and today we are joined by Ken Kaiser, nurse practitioner with Southwell Primary Care in Valdosta. Ken is going to be providing primary care to adults at his new practice opening June 1st. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ken. We're excited to have you here. Thank you, Liza. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So as we always do, we want to learn about our guests and uh, just tell us a little bit about your family, where you're from, and what your educational background is. Well, I'm a long-term resident of Lowndes County, mm-hmm. and I've been employed with Southwell for the last four years working here in Tifton. Okay. I'm really excited to be back in Valdosta with my work. I have a family in Lowndes County. I've got uh, three children and six grandchildren. All right. They so you're busy us, with them. Keep us very busy. <laughs> and again, just to be home and that yeah. environment is really beneficial. Yeah. And having that shorter commute, that definitely helps, right? Yes. <laughs> Well, what about your educational background? Well, I've been around a few years. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, I graduated from Valdosta State College in 1982 Mm -hmm. as an RN. That was my first educational degree. And I worked for many years as a nurse. I went to the University of Florida and obtained a master's degree along the way. Mm -hmm. And then most recently, I decided to go back to school at a little older age, That's and all right. complete my nurse <laughs> practitioner certification, which mm-hmm. I was able to do at Valdosta State University, which I'm so proud of the school and how it's grown and progressed. Oh, yeah. It was so convenient to be able to go to school at home for that type of education. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, um, I, I was about to ask you how long you've been with Southwell, and you already answered that, but talk about, is this a new role for you? I know you've been in the role of nurse practitioner, but where do you, what are you transitioning from? Well, I've been in a variety of roles Mm -hmm. here in Tifton as a nurse practitioner. I've done some primary care. I've done walk-in. We've Mm -hmm. done the employee clinic. Mm -hmm. So I have a broad range of experience. What I like the best is the primary care role, Mm -hmm. primary care provider. Okay. Now, I enjoy the walk-in environment also. The walk-in environment, as you know, is focused on urgent care needs that are not Mm -hmm. life-threatening, doesn't require emergency-type care. But it is something that needs immediate attention. I enjoy those types of things, injuries, minor injuries. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that the, I think where I first met you was you were manning a vaccine clinic. Well, the last year we've <laughs> all been stretched to do our part with COVID. Yeah. So I've certainly had, I guess, the full range of experience with COVID yeah. uh, from testing treating patients that were positive, Mm -hmm. having to send patients to the hospital who were really sick, and then most recently the vaccination process. Yeah, so I know you've been been instrumental in that, and uh, I know you're happy to be back in an office, right, not in a a parking lot. (laughs) Well, it is a challenge to operate the drive-through all day in various types of weather, and I Mm -hmm. appreciate everyone who participated and made it happen, but it is going to be much more conducive to primary care to be inside of a nice office. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, let's talk about Southwell Primary Care. So this is a brand new clinic um, that is going to be open in Valdosta, like we said. So tell us a little bit about the office itself before we get into our topic. So who will be in your office with you and what services will you offer? We're excited about the brand new office. It's a brand new practice. We open June 1st. Mm -hmm. It is in 
Valdosta. It's located in the Five Points area okay. at the very end of Oak Street. Mm-hmm. I'll be the only provider in the office. Mm-hmm. We will have a nurse. We'll have an office receptionist who, if you call and ask for an appointment, that person's going to help you get the appointment that you need, mm-hmm. yeah. as well as we'll have a phlebotomist. Okay. We will start with somewhat of a smaller staff in the beginning. We want to grow, mm-hmm. but we have to start where we are. That's right. All right, so let's talk about, you You touched on it a little bit, but because um, we're, we're going to get into primary care today, but talk about the walk-in aspect that you have uh, at this clinic. Well, we will provide walk-in services for anyone. Uh, if you are having severe symptoms and possibly something like a heart attack or a stroke, we're not going to be able to really uh, properly evaluate that. Sure. So we'll give you guidance as to where you need to go. If you need to go to the emergency room, we will help you get there as soon as possible. Yeah. But if we can take care of you, we're going to be more than happy to do so. Okay. Our goal is always to provide as much care as we can so that you don't have to go to the emergency room unnecessarily. That's right. Most ERs are over-congested. Mm-hmm. They are over-utilized for various care that perhaps is inappropriate. So we do our best to not contribute to that. That's right. But like you said, you'll get them where they need to go if they need to be there. Correct. Now we can take care of a lot of minor injuries in the walk-in clinic. For example, simple lacerations. Mm -hmm. We can suture that up and take care of you. We can have follow-up. If you need a tetanus shot or antibiotics or whatever might be indicated, we can take care of those types of things. If you need lab work or x-rays, we can draw your blood on site. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll expedite the process. Uh, if it needs to be done immediately or perhaps it can be done on a routine basis, we will provide the care that you need. We'll, if we can't provide the care that you need in the clinic, we will help you get to the right environment. Okay, wonderful. Well, I think that helps lead us into our major topic today, which is primary care. So we know that you offer walk-ins, but we'll, we'll be talking about primary care today. So first off, tell me what primary care is and what it isn't. Primary care is a relationship with a provider and a patient. And the goal is to promote health and promote the best quality of life. So it has to be ongoing. Uh, One thing that we have to help patients understand is many times when they come in with a problem or complaints or a diagnosis, it's not going to be a one-visit fix the problem. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a process of taking care of your health. Right. Sometimes diagnosing a problem is a process of diagnosis and it requires some diagnostics and multiple visits. We always like to kind of start and be conservative. We don't want to overutilize services or treatments or medications. Those are those are expenses to the patients that may not be necessary. Right. But there again it requires a relationship and some visits. So the primary care coordination, particularly provided by a nurse practitioner, is uh, based on basic care. We can provide basic medical treatment, basic health screenings, lab work, medications, etc. As a result of those results, you may need to see some type of specialist. For example, nephrology, cardiology, rheumatology, gastroenterology, we can go on and on. The primary care provider doesn't have the expertise in all those areas. Right. But it's very important that the primary care completes basic care and gets the results of that, those diagnostics in the medical record for the specialist. The specialists, they're they're really challenged to see all the patients. 
as you know, there's a major shortage of physicians everywhere in our nation. That's right. So primary care really needs to function and do as much as they can for the patient so that when they go to the specialist, the specialist has information and is not having to back up into basic things because that information is not available. Mm-hmm. So all that is involved in primary care is let's do the basics, see what we can do for you, and let's make sure that you actually need the care of the specialist. That's right. Primary care focuses on promoting healthy lifestyles. Okay. Uh, many times we can change our behavior and it will have a direct positive impact on our health. Okay. We also do a lot of health screenings. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of guidelines that have been developed over a number of years that are based in research that help us identify when screenings are indicated for specific individuals, various health screenings, colonoscopy, mm-hmm. uh, mammograms, uh, PSAs for men, various right. diagnostic tests that screen and help identify a health problem. The sooner a health problem is identified, the more likely it is that it can be resolved and taken care of. Okay. It works a lot better if we identify the problems early than if we identify them in the latter stages. Okay. Primary care is all about prevention, early detection, do the right thing, have a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Well, and like you mentioned, setting up those things, because you're not doing a mammogram in the office, you're not doing the the PSA and, and all those different things, or the colonoscopy, <laughs> Um but how important it is to have somebody who's kind of on your team, and it, it's in the name. It's primary. I am the you. You are the one that is is checking up on your patients and following up with them, and right, and making sure that they've gone to these appointments, and you're checking up on those results of those tests that they've had done. Is that right? Yes, and you know, I want to say a, a big part of my personality is I'll be glad to take care of you. I want to help you, mm-hmm. but I want you to take care of yourself. That's right. So yeah. I really do put expectations upon the patient that. You have to follow up. You've got to follow through. Mm-hmm. If we agreed for you to go to the specialist, you've got to go because right. I've identified that's out of the mm-hmm. scope of my role. Mm-hmm. I want you to be healthy. I want everything to be safe. So I'll be glad to take care of you. I want you to take care of yourself. That's right. It's it's a two-way street, right? Right. <laughs> but it's good to know that you've got somebody in your corner who really is kind of helping motivate you to do those things because I know that uh, we not everybody goes to, to see a primary care provider all the time. So <laughs> You know, another reason to have a primary care provider is eventually something will crop up. You know, we, right. we cruise along, we do fine, and then we get a age on us and boom, something happens. Mm-hmm. Or we have an accident or right. something comes up in our family and it leads yeah. us to need a physician. Yeah. If you don't have a relationship with primary care, then you've got to go through the process of trying to get an appointment, waiting for that appointment. Um, If you already have a relationship, those patients get a priority for the appointment. That's right. So it works a lot better if you have a primary care provider, Mm -hmm. relationship established. So when you need something, you have someone to call. That's right. Well, Let's talk about, before we go into specifically uh, primary care for older adults, um, can you tell us a little bit about what a nurse practitioner is and how it's different from a physician and what your capabilities are? Well, nurse practitioners come through the nursing educational process. We are registered nurses. We've practiced in various type care environments. Mm-hmm. And the, the nurse practitioner is an advanced additional education track. We have to take a national certification exam in a specific patient population. 
that then uh, prepares us to care for a specific population. Mm -hmm. The population I have chosen is adults and geriatrics. Mm -hmm. I uh, am not certified to take care of pediatrics. I didn't uh, study that in school or take the certification exam. I decided adults and geriatrics is plenty for me to do. That's (laughs) right. And I kind of like that uh, phase of life. So Mm -hmm. the nurse practitioner in that role and in primary care can provide a lot of medical care. Mm-hmm. But we're not trained specialists. We don't have the years of expertise and specialized training that physicians do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned nephrologists or cardiologists or very specialized physicians. Mm-hmm. So we need we do a lot of basic care and we coordinate care. So we call it primary care coordination, which okay. means we'll provide some and the rest will coordinate and make sure you get it. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that we have relationships with physicians and referral agreements and with, that we know who are our resources to send the patients to. That's right. Well, you mentioned that you enjoy working with older adults. And so tell me why you picked that particular certification. I enjoy older people because I've found that they are very peaceful mm-hmm. and content and they've come to uh, a satisfaction in their life. I think some of that is just realizing that they have matured through a lot of processes in life. They've usually kind of passed the point of struggling with what's my career going to be or how am I going to make a living or how am I going to get these kids raised? (laughs) And so the issues of their life are different. Mm -hmm. I think there's a basic motivation in every person to leave a legacy and so they want to talk and they want to share yeah. about their life and they want to offer wisdom and they want to recognize things that are important to them and they want their life's work to be recognized. Yeah. And they do have experience and expertise, but it takes time to That's right. engage in that kind of yes. conversation. They don't move as fast. That's right. So just fact. <laughs> I just enjoy that relationship is yeah. hearing the wisdom, hearing the passion, hearing uh, what they share from their life mm-hmm. and seeing that person. And I found they're very loving. They've kind of learned along the way that love usually works better and that's right <laughs> and wins. And so most, most of the older people are very relational. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. How is primary care different for older adults than younger adults? And, and what do you do differently for these older adults in these appointments, kind of like what you were talking about, spending some time with them. How is it different? Well, as we age, certainly we have basic medical problems like hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol, arthritis, those types of things. But in the aging person, they also have degenerative changes Mm -hmm. that brings out more problems and compounds whatever basic problems that they have. This is seen primarily in orthopedics, but it's also seen in the heart, the lung, the kidney, and the brain. The older person metabolizes medications differently. Okay. Uh, For the most part, our body metabolizes medications through our liver or our kidneys. In the older person, those organs don't work as effectively. And it's very important to know what the status of the liver and the kidney function are when prescribing and managing medications because we have to adjust the doses for the older patient. Mm -hmm. 
the older patient tends to have more medical problems and be on more medications, which is in itself a problem. Multiple medications can lead to drug-drug interactions, Mm -hmm. side effects, multiple side effects, and all of this can become uh, more of a negative impact on the patient. The negative adverse effects can outweigh the therapeutic benefits of the medication. Mm -hmm. Also, the older folks sometimes just can't remember to do all the therapeutic things we're asking them to do. So you have to evaluate the patient and what are they really able to do? Can they comply with this treatment plan? Can they really take all these medications? Sometimes the pills are too big to even swallow. Yeah. yeah. So you have so many things that you have to kind of modify for the individual patient. One major problem is if the patient obtains prescriptions from multiple healthcare providers. Mm-hmm. And in primary care, we are challenged. We want to see the whole picture of the patient. Right. So again, the best thing we, we can do is ask the patient, bring all of your medications with you. And we want to see everything you're taking. And we're looking at drug-to-drug interactions, side effects, what the patient's complaining about, and are the medications the source of the problems. One point I want to make is if you're our primary care patient, we're going to take care of you. We don't want you to have to go to another walk-in clinic to be taken care of. That's right. No, no. (laughs) If you will call us or just show up, we will Mm -hmm. take care of you. It works a lot better for one primary care provider to take care of an older person. You you know the patient, you know their history, you know what goals you're trying to achieve, and it works a lot better to kind of maintain that uh, relationship. So as we, as we age, you know, life kind of changes, and we have to kind of determine what, what goals do we have right. at different yeah. phases of life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes our goal is not to do the most medical care that we can, but to promote quality of life. Mm-hmm. When you have an old, frail patient, if you send them to the hospital to have major diagnostic tests, it really takes a lot out of them. For sure. And you really have to evaluate what are the results, what are the possible results of the test, and what will we do with the results? Right. And is that the goal for the patient? Is that really going to be beneficial? I really believe in letting patients make their own choices, Mm -hmm. giving them information. Sometimes we don't agree with the older patients and the decisions (laughs) that they're making. Yeah. But I really respect a person's... Um, autonomy and their values. And even though I may disagree with them, I don't, they have a different life experience. You know, they're coming from a different perspective and it really is their choice. So I will be the first to support uh, the older patient and decisions that they might make. Another thing that we do in primary care, working with these types of patients is trying to help their family care for them and understand all these issues that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Uh, it does become a challenge for families to care for the older patient. Sometimes the the younger family members, they have a different goal or they want to do something different. And sometimes we have to say, you may be right. We may agree with you, but you have to let the yeah. person be an individual. Mm-hmm. So that can be a challenge. Keeping the home environment safe. Oh, uh, yeah. So there comes a point where we have to think about is the patient able to live at home alone? Do they have caregivers? Do they need some type of support? What uh, support mechanisms do they have in the house to just be safe and prevent injuries? Preventing falls is a major goal for an older, frail patient. Oh, yeah. uh, fall can be very 
uh, catastrophic. You know? sure. And so we want to minimize that as much as possible. And, you know, it, it comes down to basic things like just helping a, a person accept the fact that if you will use this walker, <laughs> it's going to stabilize you <laughs> and prevent you from falling. Yeah. And it can save you a lot of pain and a lot of grief. Mm-hmm. It may not be just, the most fun thing to know, carry around. Just, yeah. uh, just getting an older person to put a bedside commode in their home by their bed and not walk all the way to the bathroom at night. That's right. That's a major safety process, mm-hmm. but they are very resistant to it because it, it's a sign to them that I'm losing my independence. Mm-hmm. I'm losing my strength. So you know what? We just work on it. And That's I right. tell them, you know, the sun came up today. It's going to come up tomorrow. And if you see the sun come up, we're all getting older. It's That's a right. good thing. <laughs> That's so, what we want to do. <laughs> you know, these are the things that we have to deal with mm-hmm. to stay here and enjoy life. Yeah. And to be able to stay in your home and for as long as you can, right? Right. I know that that's such a tough conversation to have. And and I, I have family members who are of the same age, and, and one is very active and, and wants to get that knee replaced and wants to do all the things, and the other one just wants to kind of, let's let's just kind of, like you mentioned, just keep that quality of life and not have to go through all the procedures and things like that. And I know that it's that's two individuals that are very different and, and you would have different responses to each of them. Right. And, I, and I, I really appreciate hearing you say that you're that, I mean, obviously that's the goal of primary care, but that you, you take the time to listen to these patients and, and respect what they have to say. And you're not just in there checking a box and saying that you've, you've seen them and, and you know, you're going to go about your business and see the next patient. So how long would you say a typical uh, visit is with your older patients? When you're spending time with them in the room, I know it can vary, but well, it's going to take twenty to thirty minutes really to yeah. get through the the process, and it depends on really what what's going on with sure. the patient. You know, that's very different than a younger person who comes into the walk-in clinic for a minor uh, situation, upper respiratory infection right. or strep throat. We're going to run a strep test and know the results and know how to treat the patient, and mm-hmm. they can leave in ten minutes. Mm-hmm. That's a very different process than sitting down with an older patient because when they come for routine visits, we're evaluating them. Is everything going okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, What's their weight? What's their blood pressure? Do they have swelling in their legs? We're looking for changes that indicate things may not be working well or they're developing a new problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, Older patients have decreased sensation, so they can develop injuries that they don't realize that can become infected and they didn't realize that was happening because they didn't feel the pain the way a younger right. person would feel. Yeah. So you have to really evaluate. You've got to look at the patient and evaluate the patient. Yeah. And another thing I heard you say was take the family members, the caregivers, into account while they're they're in the room with them because, like you said, I know that that can be a competing um, <laughs> factor sometimes to, to say, well, I think mama should be doing this. And mama says, no, I don't want to be doing that. And so I think uh, it sounds like your role is very important to these families and these patients uh, to just have kind of that advocate type voice for them. And and like you said, you, you sounds like you provide some tough love, you know, it's gotta, you gotta, <laughs> they gotta show up too and, and do take their part and everything. But I think uh, this is a really interesting, we've never really talked to anybody who, who deals with specifically older adults in their primary care. I think a, a lot of folks that we talk to tend to see everybody from birth to death. And so I think that this is a, a really important subgroup uh, and sounds like you 
you probably will be busy in Valdosta. I know you want to be. <laughs> it's an important population to take care of. It's a very important population, Liza, and here's why. We're all going there. That's right. <laughs> you know, Don't one, remind me. <laughs> one day I'll be there and I hope somebody will have the time to help me mm-hmm. and talk with me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that really, that sums up everything that, uh, that you're doing at Southwell Primary Care that you will be doing. Not in this very moment, you're not open, but hopefully by the time everybody hears this, June you'll be- June 1st. June 1st, you will be rocking and rolling. And um, I know that, I hope that people listen to this who are kind of on the fence and maybe don't know- if they have a primary care provider, or if they don't, um, they can definitely give you a call. We'll be glad to take care of them. Yeah. So let's uh, let's remind everybody that office is going to be or is uh, at that corner of Oak Street, and it's the Five Points intersection in Valdosta. So if you're familiar with that, you can see the. Uh, I, I always There's say the Winn Dixie Southwell Primary <laughs> Care. Yeah, hard it's to near miss the Winn Dixie Shopping Plaza. Yeah. Well, Ken, is there anything else you'd like to add before we close today? I just welcome you to make an appointment and come see us. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today, Ken. Southwell Primary Care opens on June 1st in Valdosta. To set up an appointment with Ken, visit mysouthwell.com or call 229-262-6819. Thank you for listening to this episode of Live Well with Southwell. If you have a question for a healthcare expert or a topic you'd like us to discuss, send an email to info at mysouthwell.com. Until next time, live well.